0: Get ready! Get ready! Strap yourself in! Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times, because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Hi, folks. Chris Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com, thechrisvossshow.com. Welcome to the big show, my family and friends. We certainly appreciate you being here, because without you. I'd just be talking in a mic and people would be like, what's going on over there? There's some noise or something. So thank you for tuning into the show. <laughs> hey, guys, we have an amazing 16 uh, book author on the show. We're going to be talking to him about his amazing stuff. But in the meantime, you must do the plugs. You must share the show because if you're not sharing the wealth, you're not sharing the wealth i don't know what that means uh, is there a thing that when you're not sharing the wealth there should be some sort of shaming into that go to youtube.com for chess christmas goodreads.com for chess christmas linkedin.com for chess linkedin newsletter and also go see uh what else is there oh tiktok we're trying to be cool on tiktok it's not working of course because we're old and gray and uh, evidently they don't, they're not into that sort of stuff over there. They're kind of into young and fresh, and, and uh, I don't know. We have some pretty smart content, so I'll just throw shade that way in the, in the simplest way that I can. Today we have an amazing author on the show, as always, a guest, uh, and uh, his newest book just comes out uh, June 27th, 2023, so it's fresh off the presses, Try Not to Breathe, David Bell joins us on the show today, and uh, we're going to be excited to talk to him about his newest, hottest book that uh, comes right off the print. You can uh, still get high off the ink, I think, if that's your thing. I don't know, maybe it's not. Or you can get, can you get high off a Kindle link? I don't know, or audiobook ink. I don't know. Try it, see what happens. Uh, David Bell joins us on the show. He's the New York Times bestseller of sixteen novels. His most recent books are "Try Not to Breathe" and "She's Gone." trying to breathe is actually what I tell most of my enemies too as well uh he is a professor of English at Western Kentucky University in Bowling Green Kentucky and can be reached through his website uh welcome to the show David how are you
1: hey thank you for having me on I appreciate it
0: there you go and I think I remember several years ago there was a bowling Green massacre that was in the news uh that was uh, I think that was your Kentucky uh, Bowling Green thing reference there. But I don't know. We'll leave that uh, on the on the table. Uh, Give us a .com so people can find you on the interwebs.
1: Uh, my website is DavidBellNovels.com, and uh, I'm on social media at David Bell Like you, I've taken the plunge into TikTok. But, yeah, I don't show up in the algorithm because I'm over 19 years of age. Like yeah, right? Yeah, there you go. That's pretty
0: much how it works, I think. Uh, we have the same problem on YouTube. So uh, you've written 16 novels. What motivated you want to write this latest one, Try Not to Breathe?
1: It was. It's about family. I mean, it's a suspense novel, but it, it really is a family story, and most of my mm. books are like that. So mm-hmm. it was really just thinking about how complicated families can be and how complicated sibling relationships can be <laughs> and relations with parents can be, um, and that was kind of the starting place for this book.
0: I might have some siblings that I would prefer if they uh, you know, could Maybe breathe less. I don't know. Maybe they, I think they were cut off of some oxygen when they were younger. So maybe they need to breathe more. I don't know. So uh, give us a 30,000 overview. Who are the protagonists in your book and, and what are they up to?
1: The two main characters are half sisters. Um, Mm. The older one is named Avery. She is a former police officer Mm. who left the police force when she suffered a traumatic experience in the line of duty. She's suffering from PTSD and trying to put her life back together. The other main character is her younger sister, Anna, who is a college student. Um, And Anna has kind of grown fed up with her life. She's not doing well in school. Mm. Uh, She's drinking and partying a lot. At the beginning of the book, she decides to run off from her life, which forces the family to ask Avery to try to go find her. Mm. The two sisters don't really get along that well. Mm -hmm. so it's one sister looking for another sister, and she's not really that sure she wants to find her. Um, (laughs) But alas, they do end up finding each other, and a lot of deep, dark secrets about their family Mm -hmm. come spilling out in the process.
0: Deep, dark secrets. Mm -hmm. People like that sort of stuff. And uh, would you call this a murder thriller, psychological thriller?
1: I, I call it a suspense novel. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not necessarily a who done it because you don't there's not like that kind of story. Uh-huh. Um, you, you, you know who the bad guys are and you know what the bad guys are up to it's just a matter of are they going to catch um, the main characters are the main mm-hmm. characters going to get away um, what set all this in motion years in the past that these two young women don't even know about um, All that stuff comes out by the end of the book.
0: Oh, they all find out they're adopted. No, I'm just kidding. Well, I guess they're half-sisters, so I don't know. I don't know. I'm just making up jokes, people. That's not what's in the story. Uh, so <laughs> so it's, I'm still trying to clarify that I'm adopted in my family or that the other siblings I have are adopted, but enough family jokes. Um, so why did you why did you pick the characters in the book? What what drew you to them and uh, the work they do? I mean, Next cop et cetera, et cetera.
1: I mean, Avery is really the protagonist of the story. And so this book is really a redemption story for her um, because she suffered this trauma in the line of duty. She nearly drowned um, and it, she left the police force and she's always felt like a failure. Her father is a decorated police officer So she felt like she couldn't measure up to her father. She feels like her father judges her. Um, We live in more enlightened times now where we understand that what Avery is suffering from is post-traumatic stress disorder. Her father is one of those people who doesn't quite comprehend the notion of PTSD and he just blames her for her failures in the line of duty. So it really is a, a redemption story for her where she has to come to grips with what has happened to her in the past, She literally has to face her fears uh, in the present of the story um, and kind of figure out that she's been trying to live for her dad's approval all these years. And she's not likely to really have it. And even if she got it, does she really want it? So um, it's 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 that kind of thing.
0: Yeah. So getting a rose approval and making everybody happy, and and it sounds like there's some uh, deep dark secrets they unearth and and stuff of the origin story. Any any plot twists or anything you can tease out or set up, uh, you know, just little tidbits of teasers that you want to share in the in the book.
1: Well, the story as the story goes along, you learn things about their father's police mm-hmm. career. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, he's been decorated. Heroically, um, he's he has had to retire from the police force because he was injured in the line of duty in an ambush that has never been solved. Over the course of the book, you learn some things about the way he conducted himself when he was a police officer. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the big things that is learned in the book. Um, and the two and the two sisters do learn a lot about their identity. Um, kind of the tangled web that has led to the way their family is constructed now stuff. Mm -hmm. They didn't fully understand when the book started.
0: Yeah. A story about a dysfunctional family. It sounds like.
1: Yes. I mean, and I imagine all families are somewhat dysfunctional, but this, this one is dysfunctional to a higher degree, maybe than other families.
0: There you go. Well, it's always good to have some dysfunction. I mean, otherwise, what do you, 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 you just laying there in the psychiatrist's office going, uh, how did they hurt you? And you're just like, Um, and you got nothing to complain about sorry
1: well i mean if your parents were really nice to you and really good to you then you're probably not fully prepared for everything the world is going to throw at you right so you kind of want a little trace of dysfunction from your parents and your siblings so that you're ready to go out into the rest of the world
0: (laughs) otherwise you go into some sort of panacea world where you're just like everything's fine and perfect and you're just like wait who are these people
1: yeah. You need to realize that not everybody's going to treat you well in life and yeah. so your your family sets that in motion.
0: I actually had the experience of my birth where I where I went into the panacea of life and then went, who are these people and why is everyone naked including me? Uh so there e- you go.
1: Everyone in the delivery room was naked when you were
0: Yeah. Usually it's, uh, it's just
1: the baby who is.
0: Yeah, we're still working through it with my psychiatrist oh. but uh okay. you know, it was one of those it was it was a compound of a cult i think or i don't know Uh, i'm just making up a joke as it were. but say no more we we believed in uh in 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 natural childbirth that's it's the ultimate natural childbirth experience you know some people do that whole bathroom bathtub baby birth stuff or yeah the swimming pool yeah no no drugs or anything yeah it's really it's really uh, unless you're giving birth in a cave somewhere in you know neanderthal land wherever that is and uh no one's dressed and there's like scrawl on the wall and i don't know somebody's trying to make fire some shit in the wheel that's that's natural childbirth at its core so we were, my parents were really into uh whatever this is just turning into a bit uh <laughs> anything more we can tease out about the book and uh, what's the side of the plot
1: well, it's, I, I live in Kentucky, in Southern Kentucky. I live oh. uh, an hour north of Nashville. And um, in case people aren't up on all their information about Kentucky, um, Kentucky sits on the largest cave system in the world. Oh. Um, so I will tell you that um, caves play a role in the story. Um, oh. And Kentucky is also known for its cultivation of marijuana. And um, and that also plays a role in the story. Oh, really? um, and what I learned in doing research for the book is that one of the best places to cure your marijuana is actually in a cave. So oh, wow. caves and marijuana kind of go hand in hand. Um, and you find that stuff out as you go through the book.
0: Huh. So this kind of maybe is, uh, is why there's kind of, it looks like there's maybe a cave or something in on the, on the cover where a woman's hair blowing, I believe.
1: A cave plays a big role uh, at the end of the book. And like I said, mm-hmm. if, if you go around Kentucky, um, there are caves everywhere. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you can, you can, we look for a house here and more than one house, you would go out in the backyard and there was a hole in the ground. And you said, well, what's this hole in the ground? And they said, oh, that's the cave. It was kind of like it was a feature of the house that it had a cave in the backyard. Wow. Um, yeah, caves and sinkholes all over the place here.
0: Best place to bury a body, I suppose. Uh, you know, you just throw, anybody you don't like, yeah, throw down the cable.
1: If that's what you're thinking, yeah, 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 that might that might come up in the book. I don't know.
0: Yeah, like I mentioned, like I mentioned uh, earlier, the judge says I can't do that anymore. So, <laughs> so this should be pretty interesting. Uh, what? Yeah, now this is a standalone book. It doesn't involve any of your characters from your prior books. It's-
1: no, it doesn't. It's, it, my books are all standalone. Um, and um, characters don't really repeat from one book to the other. So um, if by some chance, and it's hard for me to believe that there's someone out there who hasn't read any of my books, um, mm-hmm. they can start with try not to breathe, um, and they're not missing anything. And then if they love it, they can go back and read all the other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, you don't you don't have to know anything. You can just start anywhere and find out what's going on.
0: There you go. So what does the future hold for, uh, books? Are you
1: working on something new? I have two books in some state of completion. Um, my, I have my next young adult book finished young adult novels. Mm -hmm. Um, so my next young adult book is finished, um, which is called the midnight driving club. And Mm -hmm. that is set in a fictional affluent community where the adults have all gotten together and decided that they don't want anyone driving until they graduate from high school. <laughs> so these affluent kids don't drive. They don't take those risks. It's too dangerous. Um, but lo and behold, a new kid comes to school and he says, hey, we've got to drive. So he forms the Midnight Driving Club Which means these kids go out at night, they get their hands on vintage 70s cars, uh, and they listen to 70s music, and they drive all over town. And with predictable results that young people driving vintage cars doesn't necessarily work out perfectly. Yeah. Um, Cruising. So, because I remember how I drove when I was literally driving a vintage 70s car in high school. (laughs) Um, Except we didn't call it vintage. We just called it crappy. Um, Yeah. So that's my next young adult book. And then my next adult book is also in the works. And um, that is called Storm Warning for now. The title will probably change, but it's about a group of people who are living on a barrier island off the coast of Florida in a really rundown apartment building that is about to be condemned and sold. Um, As they're, they're stuck on this island, a hurricane is bearing down on them Um, And the main character in the book, who's trying to keep his family together, um, is also trying to save the tenants of this building. Because just before the hurricane hits, one of the tenants ends up dead. And lo and behold, Mm. there's a murderer on the island. The power goes out. The causeway washes out. They're stuck on this island with a killer, no way to get off, no way to call for help. And they just have to ride the storm out with a killer running loose somewhere on there.
0: That sounds like a complete terror. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds- <laughs> you know, with the young adult book, you know, you can put that on TikTok. You probably get some action over there. You know, get the traction going on.
1: I, I I let young people talk about the book on TikTok. There you go. I mean, I, I do use it a little bit, but I'm, I, I know I don't use it the way you're supposed to use it. Cause yeah. I don't, I don't dance and I don't do things like that, you know, so. <laughs>
0: I've got to do more dancing evidently or something. Yeah. I don't know. yeah. You know, I've got to do, I don't know, throwing myself off a roof or something. I don't know what the hell, is the, you know, I got to do, but clearly I'm too old for it. I, I, I got those two old for YouTube either. They, that YouTube just kind of goes, yeah, uh, I don't know. You know, my kids aren't going to watch your shows, Chris, uh, and, and they haven't learned to read dummy. <laughs>
1: I would so have thought you YouTube would. I understand that young people would be on YouTube, but I would think that old people would be on YouTube too. I mean, it, uh, you know, it, it
0: kind of depends. There's a, I think there's a news group for a certain group of people on there that they go to for their news. Um, and, uh, there's that bit. Um, you know, we used to do really well on it. Uh, and w- when the, when the populace used to determine, uh who who made great videos and who was interesting and then once youtube started selling it to movie studios and music makers and you know the trending page went to basically Uh, pay for play uh things changed immensely we still get our royalty checks from them and and it's not too bad but you know it's just it's it's basically like tiktok it's it's a 10 to 15 year old audience and and uh i think there's some people on certain uh angles of the of the political spectrum that do want to consumer some news over there but uh you know i mean confirmation bias what can you say um so uh very interesting stuff going on we're excited to see uh, the new stuff from you and check out this book it sounds like quite the adventure uh give us your.com so people can find you on the interwebs david
1: my website is DavidBellnovels.com and on social media it's all at david bell Novels, facebook Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, depending on your age, you can pick the platform that you want to use, and you can find me on any one of them.
0: There you go. Try Not to Breathe comes out, or came out just barely, June 27th, 2023. David Bell, thanks for coming on the show with us, Dave. We really appreciate it.
1: Thanks for having me on. It was good talking to you.
0: There you go, and thanks, so much for tuning in. Go to Goodreads.com/fortresschrisvoss, YouTube.com/fortresschrisvoss, LinkedIn.com/fortresschrisvoss, and Chris one on TikTok. Give us some pity follows over there, will you, please? Seriously, help an old guy out. <laughs> thanks for tuning in. Be good to each other. Stay safe, and we'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>